When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford. Come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone listening out there to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that magical five star review wherever you get your podcast because you can no longer do $5 foot long because now it's like $20 at Subway. But at least you can do the five-star review right there, wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do whatever it is that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, the great folks at Lakerholics.com, go ahead and check out Laker Toms, the number one Lakers blogger that's out there. Go ahead and check out his latest article today right there for you at Lakerholics.com entitled, the Lakers cannot allow the weight of Russell Westbrook's decision or the Russell Westbrook decision to paralyze them. So go ahead and check out his latest article today. And while you're there, go ahead and check out the five things articles as well from Yami Sroot, a.k.a. Jamie Sweet, right there for you at Lakerholics.com. Plus also as well, Joe Sorrell, you know he's looming around somewhere probably at simblades.com. That's simblades with the y.com. If you want your lawn transformed into something much more beautiful than it is today, if you're in the Southern California area. And of course, lakersball.com. Blue Magic says we all owe Tom an apology. That trade should have happened. I think we've already apologized many times to Laker Tom, and I'm sure he doesn't mind at all if we apologize to him many more times indeed. But I don't know if, again, with the Lakers so bad, that would actually get them to anywhere near being competent but that's another argument altogether as well but you know i think they need more much more as we have seen than just miles turner and buddy healed but once again if you go ahead and support simblaze.com lakersball.com lakerholics.com our good friends of the hoop heads podcast network and if you subscribe right below tom today on youtube you'll get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with our latest episodes of the Lakers Fast Break. You guys been great in the past couple days subscribing on YouTube. We've been blown out of the water recently. YouTube has taken notice. They've been sending us all sorts of love and messages behind the scenes. And I've got a great announcement. A great announcement has happened for the Lakers Fast Break. As I have reached a deal, or let's put it this way, Playback.tv has reached a deal with me saying, yes, we invite you, Lakers Fast Break fans, into our home 
So what I want you guys to go ahead and do, whenever you hear this, is go ahead over to playback.tv, sign up for a free account, and head on over during game time for our annual, actually our game time parties. We're going to have live game watch parties right now as far as during the season. As far as every game, we're going to go ahead and have watch parties at playback.tv. So go ahead to playback.tv, get your account started, and stop by the Lakers Fast Break channel at playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. All one word. It's actually right down below in the description. So you can now, by your request, you guys wanted live watch parties. You've got live watch parties, courtesy of the Lakers Fast Break. Paul Terry is in the chat room already. He said Ham said he will still have hope. He needs to go as a <laughs> Good to have you back, Paul. Good to have you back. I know Sean Magic Man is going to be here in a minute with some thoughts on Darvin Ham, but wanted to go ahead and make sure that everybody knows that we are back once again, and we're doing live watch parties on playback.tv. So go ahead, sign up free today, playback.tv, and join us starting with the Clippers game tomorrow. We will start with our first live watch party. I know Laker Tom was saying, let's go ahead and maybe do a warm-up as far as maybe a practice game. The heck with that. We're going live with a live watch party. So go ahead, sign up, playback.tv. If you've got a streaming outlet for your – that you you, know, you stream in your, your – as far as YouTube TV or whatever, or you've got a provider that streams in your, your games, you can go ahead and watch along with us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Zangerstein said, this is, I guess, the Laker Tom apology party. I agree with Tom from the start that the trade should have happened. We now see how, uh, you know, FO is, is keeping on making excuses, kicking the can down the road. I, I'm just going to say again, you know, it would have helped, but I don't know how much because the Lakers have a lot more problems than just two players can fix. But we'll go ahead and talk about that probably at the end of the show because we want to go ahead and touch on NBA observations today. Today is mainly about NBA observations. We hope that you had a good day. Hope that you voted. I'm so thankful whether you're on the right or left that I'm no longer going to get any ads sent to my mail or any ads on YouTube, hopefully after today. I'm, thank God I'm done with all those ads. That's political ads. Just, they annoy me. One, I tell you, last week I got one. 40 pieces of mail, 37 were political ads. And I'll just leave Oh my it. God. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. So whether you voted right or left, just be thankful. Hopefully that you will not have to see political ads for some time on either YouTube or in your mailbox. So be that as Almost may. 90%. Oh yeah. It, believe me. It's a 90% headache for me and just goes to the shredder regardless. <laughs> but I will say that right now that the NBA is 10 games in, We've seen some trends already starting already, some surprise teams, both in a good and bad way. Obviously, the Lakers are, to many, a surprise as far as being, mm, not having the greatest start in the world at 2-8, and eight, which we all know if you cover the show as much as we do. But I want to go ahead and start off the conversation with Sean's words on Darvin Ham and the Lakers. And I'll also go ahead and, Lake, and let Laker Tom chime in with some Laker thoughts. And then we'll get into some NBA talk, because I know this... I know I got criticized last week when I started off with the NBA and touched on the Lakers last. So I think I'll change it up a bit and start with a little bit Lakers first. Yeah, I know. It was an NBA observation show, and you didn't know that until about an hour and a half in. So here today to talk about the, what's going on with the NBA and also, of course, the Lakers as well. Good man indeed. He is back again. He is the number one Lakers blogger that's out there. It is Laker Tom and Laker Tom. 
I understand the frustrations now that that Sean and Joe, and Joe over the course of the past couple of days have have felt in regards to the Lakers. I mean, it's something that we've seen with it, obviously a bad two and eight start. Everybody is now apologizing to you and saying, okay, yes, Laker Tom was right. We should have done the deal. We saw Miles Turner score 37 points last night. We've seen, you know, Buddy Heald make three pointers again. Uh, my personal thing is I think, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Trade the future for, for now trade away the future. I still think that Buddy Heald and, Miles Turner don't solve all your problems. I don't think they solve all the problems, but uh, considering how they're playing, uh, this would have been a championship contention team. You know what's what's really totally frustrating about this is the misinformation. You know, saying that we're trading away our draft future. Right now, we have six. We have first round picks in six of the next seven drafts. Six of the next seven drafts, we have first-round picks. We only have two of them to trade just because of the rules that they have where you can't trade two years in a row. But it's not like, I mean, if we traded these two picks, we'd still have four of the next seven first-round picks. But anyway, it, it just gets back to the, the chaotic nature that destroyed this team last year has just continued this year in, in a fashion that is, I actually posted today and I've, I've actually been highly critical of all of the people not become Laker fans. If, if we trade for Kyrie Irving or we traded for Ben Simmons or we traded for Satan or uh, Donald Trump or whatever. And yet today I actually posted that, if the Lakers don't trade these damn draft picks, I may not be a Laker fan and I may not watch another game. I mean, I was just so angry about the whole situation because look at what, what have we gotten into? Look at, look at what the situation is. You have one group of people saying that like Shams is saying that the Lakers basically may keep these picks because they're not going anywhere. Well, what a, what a catch-22. They're not going anywhere because they didn't do anything with the picks. It's a crock. That's what yeah, it is. And because they didn't do anything with the picks, they're not going anywhere. Therefore, it's not worth trading the picks. This is crazy. Then you have another group of people who say, wait a minute. The Lakers are really sneaky on this because they're, they have a specific mystery player whom they're going to, who, who they're, that's what they're saving Russell in the picks. And it's not Kyrie, and it's not KD. Well, who could it be? Uh, Manning said, I'll, "I'll tell you off the air. We they may not have enough. They may not have enough to get this player, but they got somebody in mind, and that's that's what they're that's what they're waiting for. And then you add in other things that are going on. I mean, obviously, the thing that that Sean brought up about you know talking about the repeater tax and so forth." And again, it is, it, it's an organization that right now is even questioning whether LeBron James, has LeBron James lost the battle to Father Time? And if he has, therefore, we shouldn't trade these picks. Or wait a minute, Anthony Davis is proving to be a bust. Therefore, you know, if he's not going to be the heir apparent when we can't trade the picks. The Lakers are looking for every damn reason in the world to not trade the picks. This is the this is the team that said LeBron is going to retire in purple and gold. This is the general manager Rob Palenka who said that 
he is the he is the guardian of LeBron's legacy. This is the guy who promised LeBron sign the extension, sign the extension, man. We'll trade the picks. Now, all of a sudden, because of his own incompetence, the team is off to a terrible start. And and actually now the chances of them being able to recover is so bad that we're not going to trade the picks. And on top of that, just to make sure that it's difficult to make a decision, okay, as general manager, Rob Palinka has decided that, well, this is such an important monumental decision for the Lakers that the only way we can make it is if every single person who is part of the front office brain trust that makes these decisions unanimously agrees that it's the right decision. So that means that Jeannie, Joey, and Jesse Buss have to agree. It means that Linda and Kurt have to agree, and Rob has to agree. I mean, talk about skirting your responsibilities and figuring out a scheme where you can say, it's not my fault if this screws up. Rob Palenka is, should be fired for just doing that. I mean, I can't even believe that. If I were Jeannie Buss, I would have fired the SOB right on the spot because yes. that's how you run an organization. No, no, you cast a wide net for information and opinion and facts and knowledge. And then you narrow it down into the, the people that really count who your inner circle. And then maybe you're down to a couple of people, you know, maybe at the end you're sitting there, you're talking with Darvin Ham, or you're talking with Rob, the three of you, and, and you make a decision. And you and, and you realize that, hey, the buck stops with me. Well, a buck doesn't stop with Rob Palenka. You, you know what I extension. he's got his extension. What the hell does he care? You know what I I fully don't understand and what's never been thoroughly explained is why do you judge Palinka differently than you judge Vogel? They have the same records with the same personnel that Rob put forth for him. And Vogel never got the same amount. No, you're absolutely right, Sean. They were both equally to blame. I mean, this is a coach who failed to make the adjustments, but of course he was given a team that totally did not fit the style of play that he plays. He didn't even get to choose his own staff. (laughs) I know it's ridiculous. And the Lakers absolutely, frankly, admitted the mistake, you know, when they changed everything up with Darvin Ham. Um, by the way, too, the, and, I, and I hope Sean feels the same way. I, As angry as I am about the Lakers, you know, this was the first time when Darman Ham slipped up a little bit by not handling that situation and the question properly. But I've been thoroughly impressed with the young man as the Lakers head coach. Um, yes. And, yes. Uh, you know, it, it. the difficulty I find with this whole thing is, you know, first off, LeBron can't be traded. So at least we've got the idiots who realize that that's, you know, that, that cannot legally happen at this year. Um, and then the AD trade. If you want, if you hired a coach that is a defensive expert and you want to install a system and you want to build a team that's built on defense, you don't trade away Anthony Davis for Kevin Garnett or Kevin Durant. You just don't do that because Durant doesn't play defense. You can't anchor a defense. And if AD is gone, who is going to anchor this defense? I don't see anybody else. You know, I mean, we'd end up with the same type of situation we had last year where you got a lot of shooters and, and you know, and, and, and for the and for the 
for the Utah Jazz fans who all right now are having are in ecstasy because the Jazz lead the Western Conference. Let me remind you that teams built like that team can rack up really good regular season records and they're usually out in the first or second round of the playoffs. Yeah, but still, if, if, you, you, were asking... you, were, if you thought you were discouraged with with the with the Rudy teams and and on those teams, um, boy. You don't even know what's in store for you if you start playing playoff basketball. Uh, Let me just go ahead and say this in defense of Paul, who is a Utah fan that comes here often, that actually asked Mm -hmm. us to start these NBA observation shows. He was the first one to really ask us about to do these weekly NBA shows. Is that I think that to give him credit, even they surprised even him and anybody else there as far as the way they're playing. Will they continue no, to play like that, this? And I don't think they'll continue to play at this level. And that's one of the no, surprises. But, Dan, but Danny, they sure raised the, sure the price tags on Danny Ainge's fire sale, man. Yeah, absolutely. They, they, they have a lot of players. There's six guys on that team. That I just think if he puts marketing on the on the on the market right now or six. I, I I think you know what I actually, I would trade with them unless I, they I, included marketing. <laughs> Otherwise, see, it's a Jared, one trade. It's a one pick trade. Go see, ahead, Sean. Yeah, I wouldn't trade Sexton right now because I would still try and develop him because I think he still has a higher ceiling. Yeah, but I, Danny I, wants I, to Danny wants to tank. Yeah, you know does. Danny wants to tank. Oh yeah, he does. His, def- his def- strength is his strength is drafting. His yes, strength no, is drafting. Def- it's def- not managing existing rosters. Definitely, it, it. We'll see. We'll see if this if this continues. If if it does, it's very reminiscent of. Uh, well, he's going to trade. He's going to trade him. He'll tear. He'll tear it down because he doesn't want to get yeah. in the hole. Well, the the Thunder broke up their uh, their their three guard lineup. They broke up Chris Paul, Dennis Schroeder, and um, Shea uh, Gilgis. Shea, Shea Gilgis. Yeah, they broke up those three and decided that uh, you know they were going to go in a different direction. Yeah, but Shea's um, been killing it with the with the Thunder. Oh my God. Before he'll get a hangnail and be set out you for know, fifty games. Yeah, we know well, all of that. I, I, Gerald, which makes they're going to have a problem home. winning. They're, well, they're going to win too on, many hold games. Hold on, Tom. Hold on, hold on. Which makes the Chet Holmgren injury even more, even more devastating. Because yeah. I would have loved to see what those two can do together. Yeah, but Holmgren and Wembyama could be a possibility. You're talking fire there, Gerald. Oh my goodness. Well, Presti offered like ten first round picks for the number one pick. Oh God! Would, <laughs> he can do that. You, he could do, do that, that easily. He's got nineteen first that. round picks. Yeah, he could do that. I mean, talk about they talk about Rudy's trade setting Let, a new standard. I mean, Let, imagine. I mean, imagine if 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 they have. I mean, why wouldn't he do that? What is he going to use those picks for? They have they have really the seeds of a team that is going to start winning. <laughs> they got too many good players. Yes, they um, do. You, you know what this feels well, like? You know, Victor getting this hurt, or I'm, I'm not not Victor, but the, the other kid getting hurt probably helps them this year, you know? Otherwise, they'd win way too many games. This feels like you're watching um, what we're doing right now, a Gangs of New York fight, because Joe hasn't said or done anything yet. That's correct. And, and the people are already talking about him. Yes. And there's that one guy, and there's always the one guy. Yeah, same thing. He doesn't do anything during the the first few minutes of it, and then here comes the Molotov cocktail. This is Raphael from NBA Draft Junkies.com. 
and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. If you have a better movie in the can, why is that not the movie that you released in the first place? I would say it's more culturally relevant than The Simpsons and Rick and Morty. Like, it has become a staple of American entertainment. I think Dragon Age 4 is carrying the future of Bioware on its shoulders. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Once again, it's the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate you watching us and listening to us. This is our NBA observations. And before we go ahead and talk about some of the surprise teams for good and for bad and whether or not it's going to change after 10 games, good man indeed. you got to go ahead and check him out today at LakersBall.com. It is the guy that people are talking about before he even gets a chance to talk on air, it is Joe Sorrell at Symblades, Symblades with the Y.com. Joe, great to have you here, despite the fact that some others are already saying not, but I'm glad to have you here nonetheless. And uh, your thoughts, I know you've said it ad nauseum already, but you've heard Joe and you've heard Sean, Sean's talk already as far as uh, what's gone on with Darvin Ham's comments, Laker Tom on on where we're at as, as a team and the fact that we've made absolutely no moves, which is now biting us in the ass as we speak. But your thoughts on what's going on with the Lakers before we head into the NBA? I did read what Darvin said, and it was, <clears throat> to uh, Sean's point, uh, it was the first time I've ever seen a coach do a GM's job that wasn't <laughs> a GM. Yeah. Which adds more fuel to the fact that <sighs> – <laughs> that I'm still in a bunker. <laughs> you know? I mean, is is this guy for real? Did he did he convey this to Darvin? Must have to, something on Genie. That's the only. What is going on here? He he's not even now. He's like, hey, Darvin, can you hook me up? Is that what's going on? Or did Darvin finally get tired and say, all right, if you're not gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> you know, because I'm getting blamed for this. This was the, I'm not getting blamed for this crap. This crap was going on last year. Okay. I got, I got, hey, I've already done my job. I got Russell Westbrook to buy in. I've already done that, which was a miracle in itself. So I'm not taking the blame for this situation. I, I just, it's, it's comical. It's, it's drama filled. It's good for TV, but geez, is it really bad for winning? And watching the game last night, it, it it it's 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 all mental. I I, I don't see how a, a guy is. I know he's young and he's you know prospering here, but there's no way a guy like Markinen should be handling an Anthony Davis. But Anthony Davis's focus is just not there. No one is. This is a this is a fractured team, and Darvin just pretty much signed, sealed, and delivered it. Um, 
So they don't want to pay the repeater tax. They don't want to trade their draft picks. And they don't want any long-term contracts beyond this year. Who the hell are they getting in the summer? Okay, because I'll tell you right now, if Milwaukee wins it all, Middleton isn't going anywhere. You're not going to build anything with Kyrie Irving. Who else is left? Wiggins? Draymond, Draymond Green, man. Wiggins has signed no. a contract. Draymond Green. Wiggins signed a contract, yeah, he so he's out. Yeah, he Draymond yeah. Green is a lot of the reasons why Golden State's struggling because Draymond hit the wall. It happens. He's hit the wall really fast. Well, their young, player, their young players have not come through. That is no. true, but... They, they wanted to play the young players to save the legs of Curry and, and Clay um, and the, the young studs that they've been so high on just haven't come through. Um, I mean, they're they're basically all pretty close to the Lakers, but I think they're four and six. I, I, I just think this this whole philosophy is is coming off your nose to spite your face. It's what Joe was just saying there. You don't you don't want to spend the money. You don't want to give yep. up your your currency as far as the future assets. You're and already you a tier two team though, because yeah. you don't spend the money. Yeah, and and you know they had they had a problem with this earlier uh, a few years ago. Free agents basically didn't took, take meetings with the Lakers because their facilities were subpar as well. So they had to upgrade those. They basically it basically had to be thrown in their face. And you know something, Gerald? I wanted I wanted to add something. I'm sorry, Joe, but I, I'm I'm very animated about this. And then go back. Actually, while we have you now on a connection that's even though it's a little scratchy, it's it's good and it's, it's clear and it, you can hear everything. Go ahead and your thoughts on Darvin Ham, and I'll go, we'll just go ahead and interject them here. Go ahead. Okay, okay. Uh, basically, I just wanted to come across. I don't blame Darvin Ham for any of this. None of this. Tom. Tom. Tom was correct. I agree with him. I, I actually think he's doing a, a damn good job under the circumstances. Um, and and I think third he, quarter adjustments, I think, are something uh, that he needs to work pro, on. For sure. For sure. We can, we can put that Because he's getting outcoached in that locker room is, when they go in for halftime. He is. But you know something, Gerald? I mean, if, if, if I was him, I, I'd be really honest. I'd walk up to Rob Palinka right in his chair and say, man, I could turn chicken, you know what, into chicken salad, but you didn't even give me chicken blank. There's 50 feet of crap, and then there's what you gave me. You got to surround outside, LeBron with shooters. Outside of the big, outside of the three of them. Yeah, of course, Tom, you need, you need big men, you need big men who can either defend and or uh, be a threat to, uh, at the rim for lobs and uh, you know low post threats or somebody who who is a three point shooter and Palinka's had one two three years to do this he got lo- look third time's the charm right yeah yeah <laughs> but he, but you know something it <clears throat> he um he. Did anyone see what KCP had to say about all this? No spark. No spark. No. Yeah. Well, he basically, he basically, it read like he was, he felt sorry for LeBron. And that's a first for me too. 
hearing somebody say they feel sorry for LeBron playing the game of basketball because KCP basically said it looked the Lakers looked like a pickup a pickup game you'd see at the park. They don't they're like Joe said a few shows ago. Uh, you know, there's very little offensive philosophy. There's very little, uh, like Gerald was saying in the third quarter, very little adjustments on that end. And defensively, yet you're having some some similar lapses. So it's a hodgepodge, and there's there's basically just one guy holding the bag now. It's Palinka. Palinka left this team for Vogel. Palinka left this team for Ham, and. Now you're basically telling them, yeah, you know what, man? Ownership doesn't want to spend the money that you and I think we need to spend. So I have a budget, and I can only do so much with this. And you're going to have to be the heavy because I'm in the chair and you're not. That's basically what's going on, Gerald. Because there's no reason Polinka should be shouldn't be out in front well, of. Well, just it. elaborate it, again. It, well, let me just elaborate again on the tax issue because that, that that came out unclear earlier today. So what you were saying. So what about just okay. elaborate on the yeah. tax? Yeah, sure. So again, that that's the first time in my history of 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 um, diving into basketball. I'm talking articles, periodicals old tapes, everything. I've never heard a coach speak like that. He spoke like he was in management. I've never heard that before. And I wanted to throw up because that's that's not the way somebody who's coaching a group of men should look at the game of basketball. It's about and he, 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 just and not, he doesn't look at the game that way because I think what's obvious about no. that situation is that information only reflects the fact that somebody has told him that the reason, listen, every time you make a trade in the NBA, you can bring back 25% more money. Okay, so if you've got a guy making $20,000 or $15, $15 million, you can bring back a guy who makes 20. But the Lakers have said one of the rules that they set for every single trade that's been discussed is we don't want any additional money because of one reason. Additional salary means additional luxury tax. The Lakers are not a are not in the repeat offender. You get that no. if you do, you get that if you're a three if you pay luxury taxes three out of four years. Well, if they pay luxury taxes this year, which they're going to do it for sure, they will be a repeat offender. Mm-hmm. Now, if they if they decided they weren't going to do anything to improve this team and it's going to kiss off the season, because they could they don't want to be a repeat offender because that adds a fifty percent penalty on top of your luxury taxes. Um, there's a whole another schedule for repeat offenders, which like the Warriors are in. Um, and, and understand the Warriors and the Clippers and, and the Nets are willing to spend $150, 200000000 million in luxury taxes. The Lakers are willing to spend 50 Yes. And, and, about they, 50. And, and they signed that billion-dollar local yeah. TV contract. It wasn't even – they'll, the they'll get another one yeah. because this one is going to expire in two years. And, and just and, like the NBA is going to get a huge boost in salaries, in salary cap money, the Lakers are going to get that in the local in the local revenue when that local TV contract goes on again. And and, and it sucks. It sucks in two ways because one, unfortunately, some people and and that's just the way it is will deflect blame on Darvin Ham for this. 
He's the coach. That's what I want to bring up right now. Well, let me bring this into blue magic said he doesn't understand why are some of the panelists fans of Darvin ham so far. I mean, obviously the results are two and eight Darvin ham kept saying he was happy how the team was constructed during the summer. Ham is uh, it, it annoys him to finish the job and hire and bring in some shooters for Westbrook. Well, well, That's this the whole is, plan. They, I just think right now. Well, I just think right now for minimum salary. You well, can't I just get think, shooters for minimum salary. That I just think right now. Westbrook great. I just think Darvin Ham is you know was happy the new coach speak. I think that's all new coach speak. I think that's all, yes. you know, yeah, I, you, I, if you ask Darvin Ham, honestly, behind the scenes, if you were working as an assistant coach for the Lakers right now, he probably would have told you from the get go that this is an awful roster. He can see it as someone who has seen the NBA for over yeah. a quarter century. Anybody can see how badly this con- roster was constructed. Can't win if you can't but shoot. Blue magic. I mean, this, this guy was what he's paid, what, four or $5 million a year. Okay, so if I just got a new contract and I was being paid five million dollars a year, I would not tell everybody right off the get go that this team sucks. So that's that's a really hard thing to say, Blue Magic. I, and I really love your opinion. Really, always love beyond the show. I think that's probably why that that uh, you know that he couldn't say what he wanted to say. I think what the what Tom and and Sean like about Darvin Ham is some of the things that he's instilled on the defensive end. Uh, you know, even though the defense has gone away and they're no longer a top 10 defense anymore. I, I think that uh, what he's done with Russell Westbrook is just, yeah, with R- the Russell Westbrook deal, obviously he nets. having him embrace that. I think that I would never believe that. that could happen. Yeah. I think that's, that's something to that's one, positive. 100 to one. I wouldn't have bet my buck. And I think that's a Darvin ham. You got to pat Darvin ham on yeah. that. I think that's Darvin ham, oh, Dar- oh. Darvin ham only on that. Yeah. 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 Gerald, me and Tom aren't saying he's going to get coach of the year votes. We're not saying that. No, we're not saying but he's, that. He's put all. us on the right path of being a modern offense, a modern, a modern team that, that really, I mean, this is the first time and you know, it, it's, yeah, we went out and got two kids that we thought could play center and shoot the ball. And unfortunately, Polinka's, talents of uh, choosing players that came through on that one in spades. Uh, but if, if they would get Turner or, or, or somebody who could shoot in the three and who could spread the floor, it makes such a difference on the offense and in, in, in just the ability. I mean, the single one thing yeah. that people have learned is that if you want LeBron James to win championships, surround him with shooters. I mean, it's a formula that, it's a formula that everybody's known for like 10 years. When he wins, he's surrounded by shooters. When he lo- doesn't, when he's not, he loses. So for three years in a row now, we've surrounded him with guys who can't shoot. You know who's being surrounded by shooters right now? One of the best teams in the NBA, and that's the Memphis Grizzlies. No, we'll talk about them. Yeah, we'll, t- we'll talk about no, them. Like in the, in, talk. Yeah. Yeah we'll, yeah, we'll talk about all the NBA surprises, not so surprises. I think that the Memphis Grizzlies have been playing well, despite the fact they don't have Triple J in the lineup and he's still out with an injury. But, Joe, before we head to the NBA, any last thoughts on the Lakers before we head there? You've been so silent, which is very unusual. Yes. They're not spending the money. They're not going to s- trade the draft picks, and they don't want any additional contracts. It lasts this- more than a year. This is this this is uh, officially a punted season, as of uh, November eighth, two thousand twenty. How many games have we played before we punted? Ten. Ten. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking maybe twenty, with you know, because of the strength of schedule uh, being what it would be. But this is uh, 
this is going to get a lot worse. I would have thought two and eight would make them decide to trade. No. (laughs) Wouldn't that be the logical? Their logic logic is even if they made some acquisitions that would help them be competitive, they're still not going to win a championship. They've written off LeBron James and Anthony Davis is what they've really done. I think more so Anthony Davis than LeBron. LeBron well, is set. But, LeBron but is going to look at them as a pair, the pair that was always the key to the championship. You know, remember, as long as AD and LeBron were healthy, we were, we could beat anybody. But you still need. They don't believe that anymore. No, because unfortunately, AD and LeBron haven't helped either to some degree. I'm not going to put all the blame on them, obviously, but there's a missing. They both have negative. They both have negative plus minuses for the. First and they're and they're both negative in the ability to inspire. LeBron never is negative, man. Never. You, there, there's no inspiration here. There's no get into people's faces and let's do this. At least give it give it a shot. But that's not their personalities. Uh, they're, they're they're more passive aggressive types. And uh, Russell Westbrook, and- unfortunately, is is even if he does get into people's faces, at least before was it. No one was going to take him seriously. It's it's just not winning basketball. There's just not enough. There's not enough of the it factor on this team either way, and and it's not. It's likely going to end in terms of the Lakers not making the playoffs for sure. But my my main worry right now is if if, if this pick turns into a top two pick, it will sting worse. <laughs> Uh, I know that I've been talking back and forth in the chat. I know that some people are really high on the Thompson twins. I'm not saying I'm not because I think they're both top five picks. I haven't seen a ton of footage on them, only a little bit. I have seen Victor and Scoot live. Those guys are the real deal. I'm just going to tell you the motivation on Scoot to become a good player in that game. Well, he was motivated and you, you got to see him live in order to appreciate everything about his game. And I think he's going to be a winner. Of course, I said that about Jalen Suggs and you see how far that went, but I really think that Scoot and Victor are really just can't miss prospects unless injuries. It's not the standard. Go ahead, Sean. Yeah, no, Gerald, that this is great. This is a great segue. Cause you know, I would, I would love to talk about the, uh, the top two offenses in the NBA right now, and that's the Memphis Grizzlies and the New Orleans Pelicans. You know, I, I just have a message for Pelicans fans from, and this is just one Lakers fan's opinion. We traded for Anthony Davis and we won a championship. I'm good. I'm good. I agree with Joe, though. If it's a top five pick, it's going to stink. But we won a championship off that trade, so I'm good. So whatever, whatever you want to say, Gerald, that this was one of the, this will be looked at as one of the most equal trades in uh, NBA history, I think. Now, now, Pelicans fans, when you and your organization sign Zion to this extension coming up, you will not be able to spend any other money either because you will be up against it. You will have to repay Brandon Ingram if you want to keep this happy, fun time in New Orleans thing going. And you got Ingram and you got Zion. And then you build around them. But we know, we know that the Benson family only spends money on the New Orleans Saints. 
Yeah, they're well, not going to spend change money perspective. on the Well, we'll see. I mean, you've we'll got if you've right. got McCollum, you've got Ingram, you've got Zion, and you may have Victor Wembyama or Scoot Henderson right there. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. If you're not going to spend money now for that kind of roster, I don't know what will get you to do so. Plus, they've got some good young kids there at Herb Jones. you got Murphy the third. Those kids are really worth investing as well. That's yeah. a really good team that they've got in the it, future. I agree. I agree. It is a really good team, but they're not going to be able to keep it all together. It's it's, it's just I, I understand what you're saying, Gerald, but the 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 financial realities of the NBA versus what the New Orleans Pelicans history has shown doesn't add up to me. So uh, they they have a really good good team they, this year. That offense is humming. I mean, <clears throat> first of all, having a healthy look. So, Carl Anthony Towns um, basically called out Anthony Edwards over his uh, food, uh, nutritional aspect of his life. Great. That's awesome. I think that, uh, unlike uh, what Joe was saying, that's not passive-aggressive at all. That's Carl Anthony Towns saying, yeah, I don't want my guys eating Popeyes before the game or after the game. That that's not the way to win a championship. Okay. And yeah, and what I'm what I'm basically saying is, you see the difference with a healthy Zion, a motivated yes. Zion, not somebody who's, for whatever reason, Gerald. It, it's there's something about New Orleans and their food, man. Yeah. Well, let's not it's go too stuff. crazy on them because they're five and five right now. So they've just yeah, got no, back in the lineup. Maybe eight so. and two if they weren't eating at their they're, they're off. Their offense is really good, Gerald. I, I know what you're saying. They're five and five, but their yeah. offense says they're like a seven and three, eight and two team. Okay. Well, let's let's before we head to the NBA. One last thing I want to talk about. Joe and I were were arguing actually yesterday over their the record of the next ten games. I think it's probably going to be one of the easier stretches of ten games for the Lakers that they will have all season long. In fact, Joe and I put a bet on it that if they do win four or more games in the next ten games or four more games by the end of November, Joe will take the one chip challenge. That's right. Joe down there will take the one chip challenge. I think they're good. I actually went, channeled my inner Laker Tom. I channeled my inner Laker Tom and said, I was thinking positive. I think they'll go five and five. Sean, what do you think they'll go in in the next 10 games? If you take a look at their the schedule coming up again, you have the Clippers and then you have the four game homestand with all teams that they should be favored against. And then you have, yes, you have Phoenix on the road, but then you go have two San Antonio games. And I think it ends up with Indiana and Portland. Your thoughts on the next 10 games and what you think they can do? You know, I'm thinking three and seven. I'm hoping four and six, but I'm thinking more three three and seven. Okay, three and seven. So you're leaning that Joe will not have to take the one chip challenge. So Laker Tom, I channeled my Laker Tom, my inner Laker Tom positivity, five six and, and five. Six and four. There you go. So, okay. You totally confuse the team. They'll think everything is doing good. And they'll continue to wait. Okay. All right. So there you go, Joe. There you go. Just to know where everybody's at. I haven't talked to Jamie yet, but that's what uh, they're going to put on the gravestone. They waited. Okay. They waited. <laughs> <laughs> they waited indeed. But uh, once again, it's the Lakers fast break. It's our NBA observation show. Seth Smith. Appreciate everybody in the chat. The best Lakers chat that's out there can be found right here at the Lakers fast break. And again, 
tomorrow, starting with the Lakers game against the Clippers, we will be doing live watch parties on playback.tv. So sign A up. Soft for opening. <laughs> yeah, soft opening indeed. So sign up for free today on playback.tv. But before we head on out, want to go ahead and mention. part of the experiment. Well, Seth Smith says, uh, I know Paul and I have been going back and forth just uh, talking about the Utah Jazz. That's one of the subjects I want to talk about. But before we head on out, Seth Smith says, either trade the picks for pieces to make this a playoff team or trade LeBron to wherever he wants to go to reward him for signing and to maintain a good Lakers reputation for future <laughs> signings. He's not going to be traded until he breaks the record. Then, of course, all bets are off. Depending on if Bronny can reclassify to the 2023 draft, we'll see if that happens. But Jason Fanning says, go Bulls. Well, we appreciate you being here nonetheless. Uh, you know, you have Alex Caruso, who is probably going to be an, on the all-defensive team if he stays healthy. We just wish he shot a little better for you guys out there. But, you know, hey, guys are... There's a uh, universe where he's still a Laker, you know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, he's sick. There's Chicago 6-6 six and six right now, but a lot of credit on the defensive end goes to Alex Caruso. Uh, Joe is the man, says Jason Fanning. So there you go, Joe. You have one person that says you're a bum, and the other person says you're the man. So there you go. There you go. Celebrate Blue Magic is celebrating that first win as if we won a championship when we were 0 5, cursed us yeah, that we saw the other day. But before we head on, let's talk about the NBA and some surprise teams going forward right now. After 10 games, we're seeing some surprise teams. I'm going to say right now, a surprise team for me obviously starts off with Paul's team, 9 3, the Utah Jazz. I'm going to start with you, Sean. Do you think the Utah Jazz can sustain it over the next 10, 20, 30 games as far as that kind of level of success? I don't think they will sustain that level of success, but I still see them as an above 500 team going forward. I agree 100%. As long as Danny doesn't trade them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll see. This, he might be... uh... So he might be sniffing around to see if somebody's willing to pull for the hen house. Um, you know what? I think over the next 10 games, it's, that might be reasonable. Uh, I think over 20 and 30, it'll peter out, like you said. I, I don't think they'll um, be able to sustain this level of uh, play. I, But, yeah, I, I mean, you know, they could – if Danny doesn't trade everything, I, I you could see them, uh, you know, basically maybe falling backwards into a, a play-in game, being a ninth or tenth seed. It's very realistic. But, but I think if they keep the roster as is, they they could be a solid fifth or sixth place team. It you know is based off the start and the momentum that could that could go ahead and, and go forward. I don't know if I, they'll, they'll stay as a top one or two TC team, but you never know in the Western Conference because there's a lot of things going on right there right now. Yeah, no, I mean, there are. But, I mean, to me, just because you've racked up a few losses in the first six weeks, we've seen teams go on 12-game winning streaks, 13-game winning streaks, 15. You can win. Uh, we're doing a, a Lakers history episode coming up, Jerry. 33. There, yeah. there, there was a very famous coaching change where uh, a certain team rallied 17 of t- the next 20 games. Yes. And went on to win a championship. So uh, you never know. You never know. But you know what? Good for Utah. We've, we've said this before. Like, the Jazz are the only thing they got. Well, we all thought, everybody thought, including Danny probably thought that his team was going to be one of the worst in the West. And you know what? I love it when a team surprises for a good reason. They're playing good ball. They're shooting a lot of threes. They're playing exciting ball. 
I, I don't have anything else but respect for that team, especially because of the fact that nobody had any confidence in these players. So, yes, uh, I appreciate well, and, you know, and the you fact that, to, that they're doing good. Right. And, Gerald, you have to respect the ownership here. The uh, I believe his name is Ryan Miller. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So he, he you know, he may intervene here if, if Danny wants to uh, do something and say, hey, wait a minute, man. You know, maybe for this year, we just we just roll the dice and see how far we can go. I'm good with it. You know, if your owner says that, Gerald, you're 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 kind of compelled to just grit your teeth and bear it at that point. Ryan Smith, Ryan Smith. Thank oh, you for the correction, Paul. Excuse Ryan Smith, Paul. Pardon me, but um, uh, you know that he's he's got to be very happy. He's got to yeah. be very happy, and welcome to the NBA as well. Welcome to the NBA as well. I've got another surprise team for you, Laker Tom. How about this? I, don't I mean, want if to you talk also... about another team, I want to talk about the Jazz. Okay, well then, go ahead and talk about the Jazz if you want to. Okay. I mean, they've they've certainly handled the Lakers pretty easily. That's Listen, sure. you know, first off, Ryan Smith is shown to be a very very visionary type owner for the team, and this is great considering how conservative the previous ownership has been. Um, I think starting with recruiting Danny Ainge um, and and deciding to rebuild the entire team, you know, um, and and that strength is why they brought Ainge in for the rebuild because his strength is the draft, and uh, and he's not known to be a great Wheeler dealer, but he's known to be a guy who usually wins the deals that he does make. You know, he turns down a lot of deals other people would take, but uh, he definitely knows how to handle that. I, I think what you're going to see is Danny's looking at the situation and he's seen what happens around the country, around the world, which is that because of the war in Ukraine and the supply chain situations, all of the corporations everywhere are making a heyday of gouging the public and raising prices like crazy. So Danny looks at this team and he sees them winning all of these games all he's thinking about is the price tags on his various pieces. He's not thinking about where we can finish. Ryan didn't hire him to finish sixth or fifth in the league. He hired him to build a powerhouse, to build a team with a draft for a team that can't recruit people to play in Salt Lake City. It's that simple. There will be trades, not one or two trades. There'll be trades for five or six or seven of the players that are on that roster because each one of them has a price tag on it that can be translated into draft capital. And Danny Ainge envisions himself as being able to be a lot better than Sam Presti, both in collecting picks and in using those picks. So I don't think there's any chance in hell that the Jazz are going to be a competitive team this year. And I think it's going to happen sooner than anybody expects, because they know right now that they're already racking up too many wins to make sure that they're putting that 14% uh, Victor Victor ping pong balls at stake. So there's going to be changes in Utah. If the Lakers don't pony up with the two picks real quickly, then you're going to see those pieces being broken up and shipped out elsewhere. There's a lot of value in there, and the price tags have gone up probably 25 to 50%, and Ainge is just twiddling his thumbs in pleasure right now because he's going to cash it in big. (laughs) <laughs> there you go. Joe is showing you right there. Joe is showing you right there. And then Joe, 
I want to ask, do you want to talk about the Jazz, or I've got another team in mind in a kind of disappointing way to start. Miles Davis? Well, uh, no, yeah, <laughs> sure. You want to get into Utah, it? I'll talk thing. about Utah. I actually like how they play. Yeah, I love Miles Davis as a musician, but you combine Miles Turner and Anthony Davis there, Joe. <laughs> okay, well, was, there you go. Absolutely. That's, an, that, that's a pretty good and quick response there. Miles so that's, Bridges, too. That's, yeah. that's, that's magic man for you guys. Yep. Uh, the <laughs> you just created the magic just in what three seconds? But that's what has impressed you about the Jazz? You've actually said it on our post game confidence, right? man. You look at how marketed has played and how Jordan has played and how uh, just the overall, like just watching what is his name? Uh, man, I could feel that rage from THT's dunk. That was it, rage. It it it, uh, it it's. It's something that we're missing, and I'm shooters. Just, I'm watching. <laughs> it's not just. It's not just the shooters. There's there these guys. I don't know what Will Hardy is doing, but he looks like. It almost looks kind of Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson esque, where he's just sitting there. Just what you guys were expecting different. These guys are running circles on everyone. They're making shots. Drop step, hook shot, rebounds. They're always in the right spot with rebounds. They're 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 not even touching the rim sometimes on these shots, and it doesn't matter what they they're got doing. Seven, but they got seven or eight guys who are all making between twelve and eighteen million dollars, and are all like five or six year veterans. Okay, they've all been traded numerous times. They've adjusted numerous times. This, you know what they're like. They're like you go into a gym and there's like twenty teams. So, so, and there's one so team I, that just cannot miss. That's these the, guys. The the one the one decision they're going to have to make moving forward is: do we move forward with Jared Vanderbilt, or do we go with uh, Walker? I love Walker. I I I told you, Gerald. I think I think he's going to be a multiple time All Star in the NBA um, when it's all said and done with his development. Um, but I think they're going to have to decide between those two guys about who they want to move forward as their as their. Um, Wait, who are you talking player. about? Which two guys? Which two guys, Sean? Uh, Kessler and Vanderbilt. Oh, Walker Kessler, I, I, I really yeah, like. Okay. Van, Vanderbilt's really, a hustler as well. Yeah, but Kessler, yeah, I really he, like. Well, I do you think that they're going to trade? There's two other guys. There's there, the other guy, obviously, who's also 25, is um, Laurie Markkinen. Uh, well, I, I would, I would, I would say this, Tom. I would rather. I, I think they could get really a, a really good haul for Markkinen. But I would mm-hmm. really, I would really develop Walker. Kessler. Although Paul in our chat room disagrees with all of you, he says they don't need Victor. Danny could build on this team, use their draft capital to bring in a star. If a star would become available, who would have a better package job for the Lakers or Jazz? I would even throw the Thunder in there if they felt they wanted to go ahead and be spicy yeah, and be competitive. So they right, could, like, like Tom said, they could throw ten first round picks well, for anyone it, it, else. Yeah, well. no, no, I'd love to be, I'd love to be Sam Presti with all and, those and picks, and the draft well, comes here, up for a win. It's like Monopoly. It's like Monopoly. You have all these, like, I have all the hotels. I have all the spots. We'll give you the number two, four, seven, and ten pick plus 12 other picks in the next three drafts. I'm trying to tell the NBA community this, and I've been trying to scream it for three years. Look, when the Spurs decided to trade 
Kawhi to the Raptors to a small, also a small market team. Everything worked out. Everything worked out. And now every small market team going forward now is going to follow that Raptors model. All we're missing is a, all we're missing is a piece. Paul's right. I agree with Paul. The only way the Jazz are going to finally get over the hump and eventually ever win a championship is by trading for a star like that. That's the only way it's going to happen. That's the I think only way I, it's going to happen. I think that they're going to. No. I think they invested in Danny Ainge to rack up a lot of draft capital and to have Ainge go out there and have several Tom. number one or number two picks. Okay, they want to well, do it. They want to do it yeah. the right way. Yeah, so, I, I, I think I, they I'll, really want to build the right way rather than how the Lakers are doing it, which is the wrong way. I think I mean, that we I turned think over that, a championship team and we turned that roster over three times now. Completely. Well, let me get Joe involved in this on a team. We got that twelve team. guys from last year's team who haven't even got an offer to play in the league anymore. Well, let's let's go about uh, talk about Joe. I want to throw a team that's not heading in the right direction. That started off s- struggling. They actually had to have a superior performance from Steph Curry. Uh, you know, because he's the only one playing well on the team right now. And that's Golden State, the defending champions. Their young players have been erratic and all over the place, and and they only seem to play one out of every three, seemingly every game now, because these these three kids that they were banking on being the foundation of the future in Wiseman. Moody and Kaminga are not all on the same page right now. And they're really looking shaky after a, what, a four and seven start. So your thoughts on the defending champions, the Golden State Warriors. I had a feeling they were going to drop off this year. We discussed it when we had our little preview during the summer. Mm-hmm. They will not repeat. I've said that before. I don't believe they'll repeat. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're as bad as four and seven. They will kind of get it together at some point. They have too good a coaching and too uh, too many too much talent where it belongs. Uh, I will say this that Draymond Green is 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 stutters is will eventually get to a point where um, he's gonna be a mid level exception player. I would say as soon as this summer. I would not give him a, a big contract. I think he's he's done and he's flourished in this kind of environment. If he's a second option anywhere It'll be a bad deal for anyone, and he's not necessarily box office, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't put my money there. Uh, he's just not capable of doing it, and that's that has nothing to do with him kicking or punching people. That that's that that has nothing to do with it. We watched uh, Dennis Rodman kick and punch people for for a few years there. It didn't really affect the Bulls from winning championships. It's we the saw him go gambling and a whole bunch of other stuff as well. Yeah, and if anybody understood the gambling part, it was Michael Jordan. Yeah. So that's why it was allowed. Phil Jackson didn't let uh, Rodman go. It was Jordan convincing Phil Jackson to let Rodman go. Uh, but that's part of the amazing uh, mentality of that, that. I don't know if it's an, it's an era thing, obviously. We're not going to ever have that again. But it's, it's the psychology of it and how, how amazing those guys were at the, 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 the mind game. The mind game uh, matters in, in sports. Uh, what makes Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and those guys uh, successful is because they never listened to the noise. You know, it was easy for Clay Thompson to look at the situation and go, well, I don't want to be second anymore to Steph Curry. I want to have my own team. And he could have bounced. No. Instead, he said, no, I'm not going to listen to all that. I'm going to stay in Golden State and I want to win multiple championships. I'd like to win six. And 
they might be able to still do that if they make the right move. I think they might need to make a move in the next year or so to continue to run, but I don't know how that goes, and I really don't give a crap. Anyways, um, Utah, places, places like Utah, places like Memphis, uh, it's easy to say we need to tank for Wimbyamba, but what you, what, you may, what you might end up doing or more likely doing is if you start scaling back on the winning mentality, you might run into a problem. This is uh, an example is, 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 I think I've used this before, is when Michael Jordan was in his second year and he broke his leg and was trying to come back and Reinsdorf and management said, why don't you just let the season go so we can, you know, they didn't, they didn't say they wanted to get a, a, into the lottery, but they insinuated it. And they tried to put him on minutes cap and all that. And his response to it is, you guys want to stay losers? I'm paraphrasing, obviously. You guys want to stay losers or do you guys want to win? And that told you a lot about what, what was soon to come is a winning mentality cannot ever be shut off. It just cannot be shut off. If you shut it off, you risk not being able to turn it on. Utah has never won squat. Well, I'm sorry. They won an ABA title when they were the Utah. That's not even. A, they weren't wow. even the same organization. They're not even the same organization. They were the Utah Stars. So Utah Jazz via New Orleans Jazz have never won anything. And you're watching them play basketball, at least I have, in a way where I'm like, Yes, they might not win a championship, but that's not the point. You build that culture. You've already made a winning deal already that was beyond even, I think, Danny Ainge's expectations. You already have assets, and then you happen to have some really damn good talent. Now you're just going to play the setup to the point where, well, if we need to go get a number one star, we have the talent and we have the assets. But at the same time, let's start building a culture here that someone's going to want to come here and win a championship. It's very hard to do that in Utah. That's why Cleveland, another place that's hard to get free agents to, that's why they had to go and get Donovan Mitchell with all this young talent, which is likely what's probably going to happen with Utah. Because getting the number one pick, it's, 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 a, it's, it's a very difficult thing to happen. You don't know. You know, they could tank and still not get it. Again, ask the Knicks. They've been tanking for 15 years now, and they still can't get that first pick. So it's you have to be in the moment. And right now they have talent, and you got to keep winning, and you got to build that mentality. If you don't get win by Yamba, you can get somebody else. Maybe, I don't know, uh, maybe because New Orleans is not going to be able to pay three max contracts, maybe you can get a Zion down the road or, or whatever. But you got to build that winning mentality and you got to stick to it. And you also have the talent and the assets. You're in a very good position. Don't ruin it. Just keep trying to win. And good things happen when you really are focused on winning one way or the other. I will say to Sean, the next team I have in mind is something that there's a team that actually Joe mentioned, and that was the Cavs. So your thoughts on the Cavs. uh, Yes, they did lose in a close one last night to the Clippers, but. Regardless, they're starting out this one player strong. away. One player away. Eight they're two. one player away. I agree. I think they've they've got the the basis of a good foundation, and they just need to build around it. I think they need a wing, and if they can find themselves a really good wing, I think the sky's the limit. If they can move 
I was just thinking this today. If there was some way they could get Durant, they'd have to give up a lot of – if they can just give up draft capital maybe. I know they gave up a lot of it for for Mitchell, but if there was some magical way where they can get a Kevin Durant, they could win a title with that team. Maybe, maybe let's say not this year, but I think another year there would, would, would make it happen. John, what do you think? What do you think? What do I think about the Cavs? It's not going to happen, but I'm just saying if they if they could. Well, they're alternate. That turns into what you that turns into what you said. That's that turns into what you said. Said Sean is you, you got this Toronto Raptors team in 2018 that was on a really good roll, right? And I, I can't, why can't I ever is it Mas, how do you say Masai. the G? Masai, jeez, Masai built the foundation, and then there was a little bit of a crack to something. And he got it, and he ended up winning a championship. That's what Cleveland has right now. They're one guy yeah. away. They can find a crack somewhere. Boom. There's a chance yeah, for them I, to compete. I agree with uh, with Joe and Gerald there 100%. You know, Gerald, one of my favorite wrestlers was uh, the Junkyard Dog. And uh, that's what this Cleveland team kind of reminds me of. They just have a bunch of dogs out there trying to hustle and fight and um, – uh, you you called it, man. You you said Evan Mobley had the potential to be an All NBA um, player, and he, and he's not even lived up to that yet. Uh, he's no, he's, but still, still... he's he's not even had a great season as of yet. He's been playing okay, but yeah, I mean, Donovan Mitchell's been killing it for Cleveland. Well, I mean that that was the key. I mean, we we all kind of, in a way we all kind of. Uh, Hated seeing Sexland being separated, but um, Darius Garland had proven himself to be the better of the two players, I think. And I think if you ask most people, they would they would say, "Well, is there a combo guard available right now that we can put beside this kid who shoots forty percent from beyond the arc and can average ten to fifteen assists with his eyes closed?" Oh yeah, there's Donovan Mitchell. And um, it's proven to be a great move. And, you know, Cleveland, Cleveland's one of those, you know, so uh, there's an old saying, so hard done by. Uh, you just try and try and, and you just can't seem to get over the hump. I mean, obviously they did with LeBron, but th- this is a team that uh, I agree is one player away. I will say this, though. The addition of Ricky Rubio was a culture move i mean that when they brought him over look i i thought he got a bad rap with that whole uh contract situation in europe you know a a guy should be able to get as many dollars as he can in his athletic prime i thought uh david khan put together a horrible team around him and kevin and kevin and I think that when he got bounced around, it humbled him a little bit. And you can see his his dog-eat-dog mentality is rubbing off. And you add in a Jared Allen to that squad, oh, my goodness. Gerald, that might be the, one of the most unheralded moves uh, in the past five years was that during this whole KDBS – and this whole James Harden BS, there was the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, KD said that 
that he wants D- DJ to play all those minutes, and you guys just want to give Jared Allen away. Thank you very much. Yep, absolutely. But that's uh, one of the disappointing teams. But I don't want to touch on them because we've been touching on them uh, as far as what's going on with their team last week. Tom, I want to ask you about another disappointing team who has the same record as the Brooklyn Nets right now, and that's the Miami Heat, who have gone under the radar. Nobody seems to notice that they're kind of struggling out of the gate right now, especially after the Eastern Conference Finals run, and they were so close to actually getting into the NBA Finals. People seem to forget how close they were to getting into the NBA Finals last season, and here they are starting off struggling 4-7. and is this a deal like many have talked about in the chat about like with the Golden State Warriors where they're struggling now, it'll take them a little while to get into it, but you see them as by the end, you know, let's say the start of next year really started getting into gear and really start to see something better as far as play is concerned from the Miami Heat? Well, I think, they have, I think they've, got some, they've got some internal problems and a little like the Lakers, they've been sort of hesitant to really address the problems. You know, they've been in numerous trade rumors and and they've got some players that 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 are obvious good fits for them. You know, uh, Jay Crowder, for example, is, is is a logical example. You know, there've even been numerous. I'm surprised he's not playing for Phoenix after the Johnson injury. Well, they got to. They, there must have been something that happened in that point yeah. because he obviously was pretty angered about being demoted to the bench and not getting an extension. Yeah. Um, and then to turn yourself around and uh, all of a sudden be the guy that they need in that position. Um, Miami's Miami's an interesting team. And, and there's been a few chinks lately in the, quote, Miami culture, if you will. Um, they haven't. There's been a lot of players that are they're trying to redeem and 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 so forth, but they still haven't found the right answers. Jimmy Butler is getting older. Um you know, they're, they're one of those teams that is too good to rebuild, but probably not good enough to really threaten the top two or three teams in that league. Um, but they're good enough to make a finals like the Lakers did. And when a bunch of teams falter and, and can't handle the pressure of, uh, of the playoffs or they run into injury situations. So, you know, everybody's so crazy about these first 10 games. And when you look at them, other than other than the other than the Milwaukee Bucks, the teams that are doing well are the surprises. You know, they're the the Utah Jazz and the Cleveland Cavaliers. You know, Atlanta those Hawks. Are, and yeah, those are the teams that everybody's looking at, and and they're Portland looking at teams, like, particularly at teams like the Warriors and the Nets, uh, teams that have problems like the Lakers, but nobody expected them to be off to you know horrible starts like that. Um, and there's a lot of teams that are sort of in that same ballpark, you know, where they've gotten off to a slow start, which just really tells you that 10 games is uh, making decisions on 10 games is probably, you know, maybe a little bit better than making decisions on one game, but it's nothing like having a, a quarter of a season or a half of a season to know what you're really doing. Um, and yet when you look around the league, it's not even it's not just teams that are expected to have dominated that aren't dominating, but it's also players that have been expected to dominate, not dominating. And heading that list is LeBron James. Um, 
I mean, we're 10 games in and we're already talking about trading AD and LeBron losing the battle to father time. The Lakers not willing to trade the two picks and they're waiting for some secret mystery player. <laughs> I don't get I don't get it either, Tom. I'm I've never been this uh angry as a Laker fan ever over <clears throat> this over this BS. And you know something? I could live with it. I really could. If just somebody somebody got out in front of it and was was You know what it comes front. down to? There's seven owners of the Lakers. They each own yes. one seventh of the one seventh of the shares that they own, which control the team. And those seven kids basically each get the same check. Now, some of them, three of them, work for the team, and they get a five. Salary five, check. five of Plus. them work for the team. Oh, five of them five. work for the team, and they get a salary no. check. J- Jim's the only. But Jim's but they the get a, only... but the profits at the end of the year are chopped up into seven piles. So when you're talking about $100 million worth of luxury taxes, you can see Joey raising his hand, wait a minute now, a seventh of $100 million, that's like twelve or $13,000, isn't that? twelve or $13 million. I could use that. So wow. now Rob says, everybody's got to get behind this trade where we're giving up those two picks. The two guys who take care of the draft, Joey and Jesse. Mm-mm. Hey, I could pick up a Victor Wambanyana and and a LeBron James in the next draft. Those two, two picks. those kids could be the superstars that we need. The Lakers have tied themselves up into a knot that is gargantuan ball of twine, interdingled, and and basically there's there's nothing to get a hold of and a thread to try to pull the thing apart. They have done this to themselves, willingly, consistently, and criminally. You know, Tom, I had a completely different analogy than yours, but it was just as just as morbid. Um, <laughs> it it, it kind of feels like we at 0 and 5, we were driving into a ditch. I used to be sure I was going to die a Laker fan, Sean. I'm not <laughs> sure now. Oh, I'll always, I'll always uh, live and die as a Laker fan. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. So let me get this straight. We're going to play a like a video game together or well not exactly okay fine w- where's the controller oh uh, that's it's it's right here this is literally a sheet of paper i don't understand what you well, here you're gonna need these two dice you just had are these even dice we are gonna play vampire the masquerade it's a role-playing game what kind of vampire do you want to be Okay, now you're telling me there's more than one kind of vampire? Oh, my friend, you have no idea. There's an Osferatu, there's Vampires and Vitae, an actual play podcast, season two to Pop Culture Cosmos. But before we head on out, Joe, I know there's one last team I really want to cover that has been a surprise so far, and that is the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, the Portland Trailblazers right now stand at seven and three. They do not have Damian Lillard in the lineup right now, but still they're very competitive. Your thoughts on the Portland Trailblazers before we head on out? 
It's amazing how many ex-Lakers are making a name for themselves this year. You, you, Josh yeah, Hart is like 500 rebounds. Yes, uh, Josh Hart hitting a game winner yesterday to win the yeah. game against you know formidable team like Miami, uh, even though they're kind of struggling. And we saw, I think, a little bit of that mental part of Miami. Uh, I don't know what it is over there. I think maybe Jimmy Butler's a little too old school for a lot of those guys and it throws everybody off. But Portland, He's all over the place in the regular season. It's the playoffs for him. Portland, um, Portland is what's the what's a what's a good comparison to Portland? Portland reminds me of they're like the Minnesota Vikings. They have talent. Lillard obviously has a has a you know the superstar in him. You know he, he's a he's a hall, future Hall of Famer. Uh, and then you've had, you've had, they've had a run where they've made it to the Western Conference Finals recently, and they're they're as competitive as they can get once they do get uh, to the playoffs. But there's never going to be that, at least from its current construction, there's not going to be that. Is Portland going to go all the way? Um, and they've had players, they've had players that have played with Damian Lillard that would. <laughs> I don't know if they're that bad, guys. Come on, Las Vegas uh, Raiders have stunk for forty years. But anyways, um, well, they've won a title in the past forty years. Has it? Oh, sorry, one, thirty-eight, thirty-eight years. One, one, thirty-eight before years. Before it was even born. Before it was even. They born. they won in nineteen eighty four, uh, January of nineteen eighty four. That was their last That's Super correct. Bowl win. That's correct. They. Pete Rozel didn't, didn't want to give him the trophy. By the way, that was especially the on Harvard. that one. Yeah, especially on that one. And they dominated the number one scoring offense that year. Uh, the Redskins were going on their back the, to a, a back-to-back Tell, Super Bowl. Show win. me a great – show me a better run in, in a Super Bowl than Marcus Allen. That was incredible. Yep, the spin around, absolutely. Changing direction on that, absolutely great run. But the, getting the, back to the uh, Portland Trailblazers. Portland, Portland is, is going to be competitive. They're going to win – 45, maybe 50 games, depending on if Lillard is healthy, which he gets a little knickknack here and there, but he usually comes through. They've got some good young players and Simons. Sharp has looked like someone that is really going to be special in the league. They do. They do. It's kind of similar in a way without the superstar of Utah. These guys are young. There's some talent. They're going to play well. Uh, Chauncey Billups has created uh, a little bit more cohesiveness with that team. And then what's going to happen is towards the, you know, important times, they're going to end up, uh, you know, kind of being what they are, which is kind of that middle tier team that's never going to get to the the next level, but they're also not the LA Lakers or anything close to that. It's like feast or famine with, with the Lakers, either they stink or they're winning a championship. It's, it's quite odd how this kind of played out. Well, but Portland is Portland's been the same. It's the, it's, it's, it's hard to make that call, right? It's hard to say, look, let's just trade Lillard and and get some capital and let's let's try to put it together. But they I, I, I don't know. I'm I, I, scared. I will, say, I will say this about uh, about the Blazers. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, some things have changed within the dynamics of that organization since Mr. Allen has passed away. And his uh, sister is now the controlling owner of the team. Um, 
the Rose Garden used to be one of the most difficult places to play, not only in NBA, but in all of sports. It was just that crowd was rowdy. Um, uh, I was speaking to, uh, to a friend of mine. He, he says, you know, that, that, that crowd that was there, you know, about 10 years ago, it's a different crowd now. It's, it's, it's more corporate. It's, uh, you know, there, there's, there's less of a, less of a blue collar vibe within that, uh, within that. Portland? Arena. Yeah. Well, it's cause they're all homeless. Yeah. <laughs> so I also I also think that um, that you know within the next two or three years I actually think that outside of uh, Robert Sarver forcing uh, you know forcing his own hand by selling the team I think the Portland Trailblazers will go up for sale I I think uh, you know Jody Allen is making uh, money hand over fist with her NFL franchise and. Um, you know, you see her up in the box with her friends on Sundays. It's just having a great time. And, you know, she's barely at Blazers games, almost non-existent. So I, I think uh, I think they need new ownership in if they want to uh, get to a championship level again. Well, once again, it's been a great talk in the NBA. And if you have any NBA questions for us or Lakers questions, of course, at Lakers Fast Break, Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com, always in the comments here on YouTube. And by the way, if you haven't subscribed yet, please go ahead and subscribe to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air. I will always get it to the guys as far as if you have pointed uh, actually questions or comments for them. But at Laker Tom, at Joe Soro 5 on Twitter, Lakerholics.com, Lakersball.com. Some great places to go for not just NBA, but Lakers questions as well. But for the last thing I want to go ahead and touch on are, are two things that Richard brought up in the chat. Again, thank you so much. Thanks so much to the chat. You guys have been awesome. Every single one of you, even the guy who thought, you know, you know Savage TV, who thought Joe was an idiot. Before yeah, we go savage ahead, left. Such yeah, a savage he left. I guess so. I guess so. But um, Richard asked, uh, as far as the percentages of a trade, what do you guys give a, a percentage of a trade and when? I'm Tom, 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 uh, what do you uh, see? I'm going to say, I, mean, I, I think he should rechange your question to be a Russell Westbrook trade. That would probably well, or any I mean, trade. How about any trade that leaves it open? Any trade? Any well, trade. I think they're going to make a trade within the next week. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, I think it's going to be one of these mini trades where you you're sending, you know, Kendrick Nunn and Beverly's contract. Where Rob forgets. Where Rob forgets that he needs a second guy to make the trade work. Is that the yeah. trade he's going to make? Yeah. No, or I, I, I or think another. He had to throw another second saying rounder they're because they made that are outside of the West trade. trade. So they're going to try to the the only two pieces so, that they have that they can trade now are Kendrick Nunn and Russell and and, and Beverly. So those two so, guys make eighteen million together, so we can get a guy that's going to make twenty two and a half, something like that. So, so trying to make a trade like that, um, they could also try to make a trade like that with one pick, so that you could go after. You know, I mean, Jerry Trent Jr., for example, from the Raptors, who's a terrific defender and a terrific three-point shooter and a young stud. Um, there's a guy who may be an unprotected first-round trick from the Lakers, plus two expiring contracts equal $18 million. Maybe they trade it. Maybe Miles Turner, maybe for the unprotected trade, 
swapping $18 million of expiring contracts, but you get a first round unprotected draft pick out of it, maybe Miles Turner would be that pick. Um, so there's, there's trades like that that they're going to look to do to try to keep at least one pick. Um, they offered two picks for McDermott and uh, uh, Richardson from the uh, Spurs. Um, the Spurs turned that down. They want a protected pick for that, or they want at least a pick, first round pick for that. So I think that there's a 75% chance that we'll see within the next week to 10 days, let's say before the end of November, we'll see a trade that involves not Russell Westbrook, okay? I do think that there still is a chance that we'll see a trade involving Russell Westbrook because I think a lot of the, if you look at all of the various things that the Lakers have put out, whether they put them out or somebody else has put them out, and you look at how they all fit together, they don't fit. They're all contradictory. <laughs> you know, they're, they're like saying, they're like 10 different Blue reasons magic. why they won't make the trade, but the 10 different reasons are all overlap and intermingle and so forth. So you really don't know what they're really going to do. And it, all of it could be posturing. All of it, uh, not trading the trades could be posturing so that people will accept one trade, one pick rather than two. Or a pick and a swap. So Gerald, Gerald, I, I ahead, think we, we have the best commentators of any podcast. We really do. Our chapter is the best in Lakers uh, land. Yeah, that's for sure. I, I think we, we, we should do a comment of the night. And, and tonight it goes to Blue Magic. Okay. Knowing this front office to do something unsatisfying. You don't think it's Savage TV? Like trading none for Muscala, I can totally see Rob Lincoln doing that. You I see, I always thought that. the Muscala trade was actually a good trade. Well, so because Richard, it shows Richard that you want a modern, you want no, a modern Tom, center Tom, who's going to create on, spacing for LeBron James. We're pa- we're past Mike. He did such a great Mike. job. He's yeah. back on the so Oklahoma yeah. City Thunder. So, so Richard V. I think basically what he's asking is what percentage do we give on say like a transformational trade that would that would vault us into 50, 50. Uh, I uh, before the oh, end of November fifty fifty yeah. before the end of November. So that guy right there. Yes, yes. I yes. gotta I gotta say twenty five. That's fifty two. I, I should say uh, twenty five. How about that? Twenty five percent. I would say Richard. I would put. I'm not getting out of the time. basement. Ever, <laughs> I would say Richard, uh, love you. Keep commenting, but I'd say it's less than ten percent, my friend. I, I, it's not gonna happen. And last but not least, he did mention something about a protest, and I have heard rumors and rumors about a protest. And I'm sure you're probably gonna get a small gathering in front of the Crypto.com arena with the Fire Rob, Fire Rob signs that are out there. You're gonna see that, I'm sure. Um, you may even see them middle of their way in. Zero, yeah. big zero. Yeah, I, I, I don't think anything will come so of it. We got fifty, zero, and ten. Yeah, I Where got twenty-five. You, I said twenty-five. Twenty-five. Yeah, twenty-five. Yeah, that's high, Gerald. Wow, you're really your, your general manager can't even make speak for his own team. Yeah, he has wow. to send his coach out. It's not his that's... job anymore. He he turned that over to the whole squad. Cool. No, no, but James this, Worthy. This is this is like 
this is like King Richard sending out the Sheriff of Nottingham. Well, how about this? All, you, all how would you like to take the four guys that are on the screen right now? They had someone in the office text. They didn't even. They didn't even test Jerry West. They text his wife at eleven o'clock at night. They did that because they know she'd be asleep, and they didn't even have the balls to to, to send it to Jerry. Why are they sending it to his wife, knowing likely she's not awake? Cowards! Into the minutia, Gerald. It's time to end the show. Cowards! Yes. They are uh, cowards. It is, uh, it is, it is time to end the, the show. Can you bring up the PCP loans and the? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go with West Taking and all away. that. Yes, yeah. That and tells you a lot. That tells yeah, you. And show's going to come back with the Chris Paul the trade. Yes, Bryant I know. Grievances. Yeah. No, I only. I only back come back with the Chris Paul trade when I hear about how bad they were between 2015 and 18. Okay. okay. And I bring that up a lot. But once again, it's the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate it. Again, Lakerholics.com, Lakersball.com. Of course, everything that we do right here, the Lakers fast break, at Lakers fast break on Twitter, at Laker Tom on Twitter, at Joe Soro 5 on Twitter. Of course, you can always make comments below right there for you, wherever you see this on YouTube. Or also as well, the good old-fashioned email. And we have gotten some emails lately. Exhale, Joe. Exhale. Right there for us at LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com. It's been incredible having you guys. Truly appreciate Joe, Tom, Sean, just going ahead and spending time out of your day to talk to everyone out here on the NBA. It's our weekly NBA observations. We're going to stick to it. We're going to keep going on. We do like the compliments that we get in the chat room. We truly appreciate it. Do love everybody watching and listening. Thank you so much earlier this week for hitting a, a really nice crowd. We hit almost a thousand views on one of our episodes this week. So we truly appreciate it, but want to thank you so much. And reminder, once again, go to playback.tv. We have got our own new channel there. Playback.tv slash Lakers fast break. If you have a streaming outlet that you stream the Lakers games on, go ahead and join us. And even if you don't, you can actually, here along with us and go ahead and, and are we going to switch right after the game to you to youtube then what's wrong with yes, soda that's when correct you get yes. soda well I, I no no that's a pepsi coke thing that's that's Ice a past tea. episode okay all Ice right tea, guys but again playback.tv we will be doing live watch parties of course we'll be coming back after the game here to youtube but again playback.tv it's absolutely free to sign up if you have a streaming service that gets your game, you can go ahead and watch along with us right there at the Lakers Fast Break channel, playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. Starting tomorrow night, tomorrow night's game is 7 o'clock. It's on ESPN. If you've got a streaming service, please go ahead and check us out. You guys wanted a watch party with us. You got it right here from us at the Lakers Fast Break. So for Laker Tom, Joe Sorrell, Sean the Magic Man Grice, truly appreciate you watching and listening. We'll see you tomorrow night on, of course, playback.tv and also as well on YouTube right here at the Lakers Fast Break.